The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleina Hour, the power of water, the environment, and your health. Now, we know that water is a crisis. We're hearing about it every day. I chose the name, the power of water, to bring to the world an attention that water is life, and without it, there is no life. And we're living in a solar system. And in the solar system, as you know, our astronauts and our scientists and astrologists are every day looking for that next life on a planet, whether it be Mars, the moon, or wherever. And guess what they're going to look for? Water. Now, they did notice recently, and we're going to have a, somebody from the U.S. Geological Survey on, we're going to discuss the moon may have some ice, but let's talk about the planet Earth. There is a crisis going on. It's called a global dehydration crisis. I'm the founder of Biologic Aqua Research, and for many years I have been studying the dehydration of our bodies, life, mankind, the species of human life. You can look at the belly of grass. It needs moisture. You look at the tree and the trunk it needs moisture. Flowers need moisture. Plants, everything, birds and the bees, everything needs moisture to survive. Everything. But we humans, I believe, were brought to this planet as a plan to oversee and make sure that we would learn what the planet needs. Not what we need only from the planet, but what the planet needs for us to continue life long term for eternity, for the planet to be here forever. Your health depends upon water. People are dying all over the world because of lack of water. Look at what's happening to the state of California. Governor Schwarzenegger was saying, too, it's a crisis. Where are we with this? Mankind is vital to the species of life. Food on the table. Are we going to have such expensive food now that other countries have had, too? They could hardly afford to get food to the table because they became so dehydrated as a planet, dry, and the food became so expensive. Let's make a plan together. Let's take this crisis on. It's a fun one to solve. It's called let's get together, take responsibility, and learn how to solve the problems together. We can do this together. This show will bring on, as we've been bringing on over two and a half years, guests that are taking time from their busy life to teach us how to be healthier, how to think about dehydration. What are you going to be for mental stress? What is mental stress? A dehydration symptom. A dehydration symptom. So let's get together about the rest of the planet and think about Kenya, the water scarcity, 
India, the water problems and bacteria and disease, children dying, uh, several thousand children a year dying around the world. Children are dying every 20 seconds around the world because of lack of water or bad water or bacteria. Even in the school systems of the United States of America that were supposed to be so smart around the world, we have problems of bacteria and lead in the pipes in the schools. That is, unher- that is, un- that is absolutely no excuse. So let's join together and help others to think t- about how to be- use common sense and be a little smarter. If water is our whole survival, let's get together and think about it together. Today we have Terry Shaughnessy, who's from Tucson, Arizona. She's a, t- a certified life success and, and, and in the business co- uh, is a business coach, an author, a, and a public speaker on the topics of being passionate about health and life. Did you understand being passionate, concerning, take responsibility, learn more about who you are? Our second guest is going to be Art Bernstein from Gold Hill, Oregon. He's the author of, um, of, of many books, and the topic today is going to be mountain driving during the snow season. And I'm going to bring up to Art, because he's a writes hiking books, what about those hikers that take off in the snow and been highly experienced, and next thing you know, they've, uh, there's lives lost and almost lives lost looking for them. So we're going to learn about those survivals, too, and using some common sense. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, the only method of moisturizing the tear film and the lens of the eyes that are water. The eyes are water. Did you know that? That if your water, eyes go dry, it's because the air is dry. Maybe you're not drinking enough water and the air is dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist is the only method of moisturizing the eye with 100% tissue culture grade of water, all natural to with just a mist. Doesn't run the cosmetics, wonderful for contact lenses, and all ages, and even the baby could be misted with just a mist. We'll listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, and we'll be back with Terry Shaughnessy. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to talk. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Listen. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Terry, are you with us? I am. Good morning. Well, thank you for joining us. I'm very fascinated on what you're going to be teaching us today. 
Well, it's my pleasure to be here, Sharon. Well, well I look at the show, Terry, as a laboratory to study together and learn together and, and uh, discover. And uh, our health is vital to our attitude and, and being here on this planet to leave a footprint for others to learn the vulnerability to being healthy is, is making a better earth. So tell us a little bit about you personally and how you got where you're at, do, what, what you're doing, and then we'll go into your teaching us something about what we maybe should be learning something new about uh, that passion you're, you've mentioned there. Well, Sharon, as you mentioned, I'm a life success consultant and a business coach, and over the last couple of years now, I've worked with small business owners and entrepreneurs and network marketers, sales professionals, and sales teams help them, by helping them get from where they, they are at a certain time, which is usually stuck or floundering or just not focused. And I'm help, I help them to get where they want to be by, first of all, getting clear about the five or six most important elements in their lives. And I like to refer to that as we dig deep and discover those areas, those elements, that they actually become what they're passionate about. And passionate living is just good for your health, the same way that drinking water is good for your body. Living out a passionate life is healthy because it not only contributes to the to the world if you're living out your passion, but it obviously contributes to your own personal I'd like health. to bring up, uh, discuss the word floundering. Um, you know, we're all guilty of it. I don't care who we are, where we're at. You could be out in the jungle, and you can be at a high rise. You can be... Uh, a household engineer, you could be anywhere in life, think you're doing everything just about right or maybe not being, doing anything right, but the word floundering fits us all. When you describe floundering, in other words, what is the description definition to, for floundering for you? Well, in my opinion, floundering is the result of not having clarity about what's important to you in your life. Because until you're clear, and only to the extent that you are clear, will what you want in your life begin to show up. In other so, words, um, uh, you may have, think you've got it all in place, or you don't have, it can be the other way. You can have an attitude, I don't have anything in place. That it can be floundering, too, because is it possible we're not f- focusing on some of the important issues of ourself personally. Uh, we're just putting them off and we're giving, we're not focusing on some things, uh, some of the things that are very common sense to us personally. And we're coming along and we're either putting them off or we're not adding enough to our daily focus on what things we should be considering that are very important to a better attitude and, and, and issues of our personal lives to be healthier at all times, as much as we humanly can. Well, I think it comes down to our our level of happiness and whether we are living an authentic life. And if we're not living an authentic life, we're living our lives based on our conditioning. And we're environmental so, conditioning. We're so highly conditioned from anything in our life, whether whether it's conditioning from our childhood, from our uh, elementary education, from an experience, maybe a bad marriage. We all carry around conditioning, and if we don't sit down and take a look at that conditioning, we'll continue to do things the same way. You know, I, Terry, um, bring up, uh, talk about another one you just brought up, uh, our childhood. Isn't it amazing? Have you ever found for yourself personally, I do, uh, how much what our childhood has done for our roots? Oh, absolutely. That I environmental, I was um, 
um, known somebody who was worldwide a human resource director way back in time when human resources were not a very important thing in the corporations, and they believed and they were learning that people's environmental conditioning in childhood is where they're at and trying to be every day because it's a condition that is in place that every day it's like learning a poem you're every, or a song or lyrics or vibrations or synergy. It came from your roots inside that four walls and that roof and those doors uh, that people were living under as a family. Absolutely. But we have the power, Sharon, to change that. Uh-huh. And, and that's, that's my whole point here is that if you're willing to take a look at your life and get clear about what it is that's important to you, then you can start looking at what are the conditions or paradigms or limiting beliefs that are getting in the way of us accomplishing what we want to accomplish in our life. And every one of us has a little voice. And you might be wondering, well, what does she mean by little voice? Well, it's that little voice. It's that little voice that, if not managed properly, can get in the way of you accomplishing even the smallest things in your day. It's that little voice that says, oh, I don't want to go to the gym this morning. Or it's that little voice that says, oh, I don't want to make that last sales call. I want to go home for the day. You know what that is, too, Terry, is that, you know, I've mentioned it many times in my, and I've studied in my own personal research through the years, but... You know, the greatest freedom we have is that little voice you're talking about in your brain. You're not talking to anybody. It's your brain telling you what you believe is your consciousness of what you should or shouldn't do and things that you might want, things you might improve, things you didn't do as well. But you've got that beautiful freedom of that little voice you're talking about. And that little voice, can, if, you, if you're aware of it, and, and the point is to create awareness around it because you can learn how to manage that little voice so that it works for you mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. it speaks to you, yes. Give you that power of, of that I can, I can, I can. Exactly. Exactly. And, and then and there's people, talks, you know, that maybe um, you probably have run into it uh, a lot is, I can't, I can't, I can't voice. And you have to say, wait a minute, you have freedoms that give you choices in that little voice box to say you can. Well, it comes down to practicing, uh, you know, managing the, the little voice and looking at your paradigms and your belief systems that mm-hmm. create the, the messages that you get from the little voice. Mm-hmm. And as you mentioned, we all have choices. So we have a choice to change the way we think about things. Mm-hmm. Because as Wayne Dyer says, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Mm-hmm. So Tell me about Dwayne Dyer, because I have his books. Um, uh, what have you learned? What did he, well, what, he, what, was the, what did he mention? I highly recommend his most recent documentary film. It's called The Shift. Uh-huh. If, you, if you haven't seen that. No, um, I haven't. I, I highly recommend him. He was just recently interviewed on The Aware Show. Um, he, is, he is suffering from leukemia, mm-hmm. and he's got it uh, under control. But um, for a man of his caliber and the power that he's, he's had over uh, so many people over the last mm-hmm. you know, dec- few decades, Mm-hmm. Um, this man I look to, he's been a, um, an icon, a beacon in, in my life, but I think the most profound thing that I've always taken from, from his books is if you change the way you look at things, things you look at change. And that comes back to changing your limiting beliefs, changing your conditioning, changing your paradigms. Stephen Covey, his book, was all about paradigms and changing your paradigms, and that was mm-hmm. written back when... Now, what is paradigms? Help my, help my listeners. A paradigm is like a blueprint. Okay, there we it's, go. 
Yeah, it's like a blueprint, um, an architectural blueprint for building a home. It's the same thing. For your own life. Yes, for your own life. Your, your and never be disappointed, Terry. You know what? You know, it's challenging. Um, I, I, as I, you heard, I'm the founder of Biologic Aqua Research, and I'm the first person to, to go out to the world and prove there is a dehydration in the water table of your body that mm. should have been noticed from the beginning of your birth because no two eyes are alike, no two skins on the complexion, and no two fingerprints. What is a dehydration loss of water every day in the body starts from the beginning? And we look at what our blueprint is, and we're trying to understand how we're going to have a frame of attitude, a model in our lives. Enjoy the person you are. Be who you are, but enjoy. And make it even like a hobby, who am I? Oh, my baby, I didn't like that. They liked it. I didn't like it or whatever it was. And learn to frame yourself to think about every day is a new day. And maybe that could be Earth's secret is enjoy it like the weather change and flow well like the water flows. Um, so what you've been teaching is people to get up in the morning, begin your day, and think about the future, uh, not the future, the daily uh, activity of this is your day. This belongs to you. And what are you going to do to get be healthy, have a great uh, outlook, take the negative and think it's an object, it's an obstacle to solve, not to think it can't be solved. Exactly. And, and what I do in my practice, Sharon, is I take people through a process called the passion test. Okay. And the passion test helps people identify. What is so, what's important to, to them in their life so that when they wake up in the morning, they have a purpose and they have a destiny. Mm-hmm. And, and when they're faced with... Okay, uh, uh, Terry, give me a, a, do a passion test with me. Pardon me, do the passion test with you? Yeah. Well, what, what I would ask you to do, okay. Sharon, is to complete this statement okay. by writing down ten different things. My okay. life is ideal when I am. Okay, my That's life so. is ideal when I am. Yes. Okay. And then you write down as many things as I feel important. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then we go through, you know, it's something that's kind of difficult to do on the phone, but we go through a process to help get really clear on five of those areas, those, that, those statements mm-hmm. that you've completed. Mm-hmm. Because su- successful people, studies have shown that su- successful people only can, can really focus on five or six things at any given time. Mm-hmm. And this is a process that I, I request my clients to take on a regular basis, three or four times a year, because our, our passions will change. And, and the, the more often we go through this process, really the more clarity that we, we we're, able to, to, we're able to get clear on what it is we want to do. Mm-hmm. And things will change. And, and we'll hone in on, you know, perhaps it took you some time to get clear on exactly how you wanted to approach your work with water. It does take time. But mm-hmm. the, the process of going through this exercise just hones down to, to just the core of what it is that's important to you. So Can you possibly uh, help me with something? You mentioned something where I came from, and it's an, I, something I have a pet word on with everybody who works around me and works and studies with me or whatever I do. Learn to focus. Uh, People have a hard time today, and you mentioned it. You can write down as many of the passionate things that you'd like to uh, think about or change or have in your life, but there's only five that maybe that you need to think about. 
what you were saying, I believe, is focus on not too many things at one time. Zero in on a focus. There you go. Mm-hmm. There you we're go. We're going to take a moment from uh, with our sponsor because I'm enjoying this, Terry. You're helping me. Um, uh, and we'll be back with that focus thinking because people are today inundated with tug and pull of communications and distractions, and they're not knowing how to discipline themselves and focus on something. We're going to listen to our sponsor, uh, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, the natural method of moisturizing the eyes that are so important to your lens of your universe of life. And we'll be right back with Terry. We're learning a lot. You're listening to the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Carrie, we were talking about the words uh, like floundering, and we've learned that when we flounder and uh, we cannot, uh, let's say, zero in or use a description called focus on some things that we need to do to accomplish without saying we're going to do it all at once or try to do it all at once. What are your, what do you teach for individuals to learn how to focus? Well, we can't focus until we're clear. We have okay. to get clarity around our life, and that's why the passion test is, is a tool that I use. Okay. And then we focus on, we sit down and look at the five areas or the five elements that are most important to a person at the given time. And, and sometimes people look at their business, sometimes they look at their career, sometimes they look at finances or relationships or their health, or they just look in, at their life in general. So once they've identified those five elements, then we take each one of those separately and we write out what we call markers. And markers are just signposts. They're indications that whatever it is you are living, let's say, for example, one of the first things that came up for me when I took the passion test was that my life would be ideal when I was living in a climate where I could swim outdoors six or seven months out of the year. And that was Oh, my like, goodness. I like that one. Lifestyle. <laughs> well, what I had to do then at that time, that was, that was not happening in my life at all. I was living uh-huh. in Northern California, and... I just, it wasn't something that I was doing. Mm-hmm. So I wrote down what I could do to accomplish that. What would, mm-hmm. what would it look like if I were living in an area 
Well, as it turns out, I had a home in in Green Valley, Arizona, south of Tucson, mm-hmm. and um, it was had been rented for five years. And at that moment, the, the month prior to me taking the the passion test, the home had been vacated, and it was indicated to me that that with the market decline, that it may be difficult to rent un, unfurnished. So it was recommended that I come down and furnish the the unit. Mm-hmm. So when I came down to furnish it. Uh, I just fell in love with the area all over again, and I made a huge decision to move down here. Mm-hmm. And had I not taken that that assessment, the passion test, I may have just been floundering and not focused about what it was I really wanted. And because I knew that for my health and for my lifestyle, I wanted to be in an area where I could swim outdoors six or seven months out of the year, I took a leap of faith and I moved down here. And that was now. Do you have a Do you have a swimming pool? I'm assuming. Oh, yes, I do. I live in a community that has a gorgeous uh, just wading pool and also a lap pool. Uh-huh. And unfortunately, it's a little bit cold this time of the year, so I'm, uh, this is one of the five months I'm not swimming. Uh-huh. But uh, nevertheless, had I not gotten focused and looked at what it would take You know, me- Terry, is it possible when you're, when you're teaching that maybe number one at the top of our list of a passion that is so important for the rest of the list is our attitude, our frame of mind first. Well, you our know, outlook first. Absolutely, because when when you look at what it is you want to do, you when you get clear around what is important to you, then we apply this three-step process which is intention, attention, and no tension. Intention, intention, attention, attention and no tension. No tension. So your intention is definitely your attitude. What is your oh, attitude gosh. around this? Terry, can you imagine the attitude? What is happening around the world uh, in the last two years, zeroing in through nine, 2009? Mm-hmm. Um, the conference board is a group of people um, in New York belong to an organization. You may have heard of it, not heard of it, but... Uh, Truman and Churchill, after World War II and the uh, Depression was over, decided, let's bring the corporation heads together and uh, let's see if we can learn to keep the outlook on uh, grim in a good frame of mind that it can be accomplished. Uh, Things can be accomplished and be back to reach success. But it's all in your attitude. In fact, today, before I came to work, they were giving the conference board. You'll hear when they come along, Terry, and they'll discuss uh, the um, 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 the economy and what is happening with the, the polls of the economy. And they'll mention one, and then they'll say the conference board is saying the the polls are going up. That people are getting a better frame of mind, more positive frame of mind. Did you know this whole planet is swaying financially when the attitude and the frame of mind? is not wanting to deal with the objectives to solve, but want, holding their breath and thinking somebody else will do it or afraid that it may never be solved and they're not being positive. Mm. The cash, you know, and that's why we learn that people like yourselves are an enormous successful to helping others learn that you need to look at things with a focus and ob- objectivity. Anything can be solved with your attitude. Yeah, very. That's that's very profound, Sharon. If we could, if we could all just look at, at life that way, um, because with our attitude comes our intention, and with our intention, then we put attention on what what it is mm-hmm. we we need to do to accomplish mm-hmm. our intention, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And then we have to let go and surrender. And I don't mean... Well, in other words, flow like the water flows. Yeah, flow. let go and flow and, mm-hmm. and, and allow it to happen and allow the, the right people and places and opportunities to show up. Now, have you been teaching something else that's coming to my mind as we're talking is uh, flowing and and learning to live with yourself who you are, but also be respectful to other people where they're at at the moment, as long as they're not uh, endangering uh, a life and taking our, our safety away or whatever. I mean, there's a difference there, but... Um, have you learned that when uh, about when people can learn to live with themselves, get up in the morning, live with yourself, don't mind being alone uh, and being a little lazy with space. And when you see somebody else doing something that you don't agree with, whether it be your politics or your food or the weather or a painting or whatever it may be, maybe they didn't like the Christmas present they got <laughs> from you. Be respectful that that's be respectful that that's their outlook. That maybe. It's possible they might change their mind someday, but be respectful for the moment of where they're at. And maybe you'll be healthier for yourself at the moment by being that way. Is that possible? Well, you know, one of the things that I teach that might be in a, a alignment with what you're saying is the greatest gift that you can give yourself and to another person is the gift of listening. Mm-hmm. Because people don't listen to understand anymore. People listen with the intent to reply. Mm-hmm. And it can be the greatest gift, whether we, we agree with them or not, for example, with, with your example of receiving a Christmas gift that maybe you don't like, it, it really doesn't matter. It's the gift. It's, it's, the, the, yes, it's, it's the, the intention. And, that, yeah. and if we can just listen to people. And you know, is it, Terry, as I keep interrupting because I'm wanting to learn too, but I, I, you know, when we're listening, um, it's listening to uh, the tone of voice. Um, to the choices of tone of, of of words that when the person does say, and then maybe if you're in front of them, their expressions and what they're not saying and where they're coming from by caring and sharing uh, whatever uh, to respect who they are. Uh, so it's not just listening to every word, but listening to the tone of the word and choices and where they're coming from. And it's not psychic, but understanding that maybe there's something there that you they're not showing that you may want to learn to respect and admire about them um, and share with them. You know, it's a lot of times, uh, in fact, they were talking today, um, uh, as I get ready in the morning, Terry, I'm getting ready and and I'm listening to um, the news of the day, and I've been doing that ever since 9-11, Terry. I woke up in the morning, and I, I'm living on the West Coast, and I got up very early that day by ch- uh, accident. I never got up usually quite so early. But I decided to get up, get going, turn on the news to get ready, get going, and hear it all happen. So I'm kind of at a time of I hope everybody is doing well throughout the globe as I get up. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. a, a cra- I mean, I don't know. It's a strange thing to think, say, but it's where I come from. And um, I got up this morning, and they were saying where people are learning to think about, uh, uh, it's not psychic, but people will see somebody hurting. And they are some people who don't feel it at all, don't even recognize it, mm-hmm. uh, understand, but there's other people who have... Uh, and maybe not a psychic, but uh, that do feel the person that might have a discomfort or a pain or some need, uh, where others don't even feel, don't even recognize it. Yeah, yeah. Now, are you? Te- you're probably teaching um, uh, uh, that passion. 
Well, one of one of the things that I, how I would respond to that in my teaching is, and I learned this from from um, Michael Beckwith, Bernard, Michael Bernard Beckwith, who's the founder of the Agape Center in Los Angeles. But he talks about uh, reverent alertness and and the people that walk around not noticing the ills of others aren't reverently alert. And um, so that's what I teach is reverent alertness, and that comes back to reverent listening. So when you're alert mm-hmm. and listening to someone, mm-hmm. or maybe even viewing your world as if what the world has to tell you today or what this person has to tell you today is the, could be the most important thing that could change your life. If we mm-hmm. would just listen, mm-hmm. and not necessarily in, in, a, in a dialogue, but even just to listen to our own thoughts and listen to, as we listen to the news, what is it that, that mm-hmm. I can do to help make a change? Mm-hmm. No matter how small it is, whether it's being willing to sign up to vote the next time a, an mm-hmm. election comes around, mm-hmm. or whether now you're saying also no guts, no glory. What does that mean to you when you're teaching? Well, no, no guts, no glory is like nothing ventured, nothing gained. Okay, if, there if we go. If you don't take a risk, in other words, common sense. It well, it it is common sense, but a lot of a lot of people are in their comfort zone and don't don't want to move out of their comfort zone, uh-huh. and until we can move from our comfort zone into the uncomfortable zone zone then we will never learn and grow and we have we have to be willing to do that if we want to grow and many mm-hmm. people want to just go through life as status quo mm-hmm. but if we're going to make a contribution to our world if that's uh, if that's what we're passionate about then the journey has to be being willing to move out of the comfort zone i'm out of my comfort zone every day sometimes i do wish i could just cuddle in and, and stay comfortable for a day, but to do the kind of work that I do and want to accomplish, then I have to be out of my comfort zone. And as I become more comfortable, then I have to push myself further through the terror barrier and out into the uncomfortable area again. So that's what people have to be willing to do if they want to live a passionate life. They have to be willing to move out of that, that comfort level mm-hmm. and, and challenge themselves and get focused and stop floundering and create a strategic strategic plan, have some some goals and, and stated outcomes that you want to work toward. It just makes mm-hmm. life so much more meaningful. Now, what are you teaching when people are um, coming to you and uh, their environment, their environment of where they're at, mature environment where they're at today? Uh, a lot of times the people we choose to be around, not in our business, you know, when you go to work, it isn't that choice. So you have to learn to give and take at work, no different than you are with a family uh, partners. But uh, what do you teach people when uh, they, the, people, the friends they do, things and places they go, are so important to their uh, vulnerabilities of who, what they want to be and what they want to accomplish? Well, if they have a heightened awareness, a heightened awareness of who they are, of their authentic self, which is, not, is a journey in and of itself, then they will make the choice of whether they want to be a certain place. Like for my myself, I didn't want to be in Northern California anymore. I wanted to be in Arizona where it was drier mm-hmm. and warmer. I made a conscious choice to to leave a, a, a practice up there, to leave family members, to leave a relationship, to move here because this is where I needed to be. It was a conscious choice. Mm-hmm. We all have a choice of, of, of who we want to be around and who we don't want to be around, what we want to do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it, it's again, it comes back to being willing to be clear about what it is that you want to do in your life, what's important to your life, and putting your in- intention and attention on those areas and moving through the comfort zone into, into that terror barrier 
and living a full life. It's a journey. It's not now. Uh, we, we only have a couple of minutes left. I want to ask you real quickly on two parts here. Uh, do you deal with people and their children? In other words, how do they live with some their children going in different directions than they personally are in their own life where they're at? Absolutely, and and I have a, a program that I use to, to help families get focused and, and quit floundering, and it's called the Code of Honor. But I do, I, I work with with. And then we have ourselves as our and uh, as a, uh, as I call us mature people uh, that grow to be uh, living an adult life, and we have needs. But a lot of times we're in relationships around our either uh, our brothers, sisters, mothers, fathers, or the mate we choose, or whatever. Um, maybe it's not always going the passion we thought we want for ourselves personally. So you probably have a, a great classes for that too, teaching for that. Well, the passion test can be, it's fun to do with couples because it's, it's a real eye-opener as to what's important to them. And it, it begins a dialogue for couples to, to work on their relationship. Now, where would they go to the web? We have one minute left. And uh, where would they go to learn more about this and study? Well, they can go to my website at www.nogutsnoglory.org. Mm-hmm. If anyone would like to take the passion test, I can facilitate that using a computer and the phone, so anybody in, in the States can do that. Mm-hmm. And they can just, just give me um, an, an email at teri at nogutsnoglory.org mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or contact me off of my webpage. Mm-hmm. What would you leave with a mention, uh, let the... Uh, just we have no time, but just give them a last moment of what you believe. Why you, uh, what you're going to leave with them with a thought. Well, if you want to change the way you live, you're living your life, and you've got to get clear on what it is that is important to you, and you you can do that very easily with this with this process, mm-hmm. and so that when you are faced with a choice or a decision or an opportunity, that you will always choose in in support of your passions, and listen to that voice box that's so free right there you go terry thank you you're very well you're a very special person i really appreciate all that you're doing to help others you're um and and uh you've taught me a lot today oh wonderful well thank you very much will you have a happy pleasure. new year i will and you do the same god bless you and your family well. and everyone thank you bye bye-bye well did you understand that earth has a secret You can embrace your life, every precious moment, and that voice box is your personal freedom. I don't care if you have nobody else around you to talk to and somebody is trying to take your freedoms away with either abuse or whatever it may be, you have that voice box that belongs to you, that God-given voice box. Use it. Be the person you want to be. Think positive. Anything can be solved. Anything. Our next guest is going to be Art Bernstein, and we're going to talk about hiking and mountain driving and seasons that cause a uh, life and death issues. Uh, we're going to listen to our sponsor first, Nature's Tears Eye Mist. The eyes have a lens that are water, and the water must be maintained to have a healthy eyesight. Did you know that by 2030, 35 million people, it's estimated, are going to have macular degeneration and that every five seconds somebody is going blind. Our eyesight needs to be better educated. Nature's Tears Eye Mist is the only method of moisturizing the eyes. We're going to listen to our sponsor, and we'll be right back.
casa. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to listen and talk. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. This is the time of year that I often think about uh, the challenges that we all have to go outdoors and enjoy the nature of our lives here in the United States and around the world when the weather is changing. And today we've found that we do have uh, modern resources to understand, thanks to Google and um, uh, looking up the weather uh, of what we can do. That is, if we want to go out for recreation to the snow or go uh, go to another city and what the weather is going to be like and whether we're going mountain climbing or going for a drive in the snow, uh, we have uh, modern methods today to understand what the weather is. People need to understand that when you're traveling and when you're taking chances and knowing the weather will change while you're doing something, that it causes maybe a dangerous situation for others involved with you and for those who want to save your life if you got yourself in a situation that uh, was caused because of the weather and something unforeseen. Art, are you with us? I'm with you. Well, I think you wanted to discuss today mountain driving during the snow season because here in southern Oregon, we've had lives lost, uh, I know, because of families making decisions to go out in the snow to go different directions and not knowing it was a very dangerous decision. Yes, lives are lost, and they're usually very inexperienced people who don't have the right car and they don't have the right, they don't have knowledge of the country they don't have knowledge of the back roads and they they decide to head up a back road uh, to look for a christmas tree or take a shortcut somewhere and that can be fatal and they need to be watching uh and then of course um we're learning i think our forest service is learning to be sure to have their warning signs up and gates now you know art i'm going to bring something else up today to challenge this too here in oregon we had on mount hood uh, experienced hikers again, yes, yes. again, uh, experienced hikers making very serious dis- life-threatening decisions, and we lost three more experienced hikers uh, at Mount Hood here in Oregon. You know, you've been hiking for all of your adult life. You write books yeah. about hiking. What is the ex- what is the reason 
that an experienced person's go off in areas that have been known that lives have been lost up in, like at Mount Hood. Isn't it almost every year lately that somebody's life has been lost? Yes, and I, I don't know. I, I know that I went hiking 500 times and had no problem, and on the 500th one I broke my leg. And, uh, and tell our audience why you think you broke your leg. You didn't have your boots on. I didn't have the correct boots. I didn't have also the correct equipment. I didn't have any of the stuff. And, you know, I'd forgotten I, about that I, when I brought up the hikers. I got lazy. Good. Yeah, I now, got what happened? Okay, you, you, you didn't wear the boots. You've been writing hiking booth, books forever, and you're a very prestigious person on yes, uh, the authority on it. Rules. But you broke a rule, and what happened? Did they have to send on helicopters in? How did you get out? Uh, I was with uh, my then fiance's 15-year-old son, who uh, ran 45, ran five miles in 45 minutes. Oh my goodness! To the trailhead, and he got help. Get you help. They, they, the search and rescue team arrived just as I would have uh, started to freeze to death and possibly mm-hmm. die because it was very cold there. And just think, Art, and you, you know, and we all learn. We all have our moments. And I'm the learn. expert. And uh, you, it was just because of the boots. You didn't yeah. have the proper ankle uh, protection, and and uh, now uh, back to people making decisions um, uh, to try to uh, go against Mother Nature, the weather. Uh, oh, I know I can get through this, okay, because I can turn around and go back or whatever. Right. Uh, look at the lives that are lost uh, because of the decisions, because of the weather. Well, there are some tell us basic more. things that. Uh, it, it, it happens two or three times a year. People get lost up in the mountains, and they get stuck in the snow on back roads, mm-hmm. and they go missing for two or three days, and then they finally find their way out because the snow melts a little bit, mm-hmm. or they dig their way out or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's some basic things, and but it's always somebody in the wrong kind of car, and it's always somebody that's inexperienced and think they're experienced on, on mountain back roads. Mm-hmm. And there's some elemental things that people don't get. Mm-hmm. Some people, if you live uh, in this area and you're used to the roads, you get it. Mm-hmm. But if it's between November and April and it's raining in the valley, mm-hmm. it's going to be snowing in the mountains. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you're driving up a mountain and it starts snowing and you're still headed uphill, it's going to get worse. These are absolutes. And, there's, and, and make a decision. Turn around, right. go back, yeah, and think, absolutely. well, I'll do it again someday. And if the snow gets above your ankles, it doesn't matter if you have four-wheel drive. It doesn't matter if you have ch- um, your ankles, your, your the bottom mm-hmm. of your car axle, mm-hmm. ankles. If the snow mm-hmm. is above the bottom of your car axle, mm-hmm. you can have a Ford F450 diesel with uh, snow tires and chains and mm-hmm. four-wheel drive, and you're not going anywhere in that. Mm-hmm. Now, the other one uh, that I think is important, and you've got the background to talk about it, is just mountain hike, mountain hiking, and and the, the uh, going out as much as these people sound like in the news that they're very experienced people. Yeah. Why are people taking such extreme chances, life or death? And some are dying. Yeah, I don't know. I keep thinking about this couple that got lost uh, a couple weeks ago. They were looking for a rare silver fir Christmas tree. And now that the, wasn't that wasn't, of course, in Mount Hood. No, it this was somewhere uh, else. It was near our area. It was, it was, they were in the mountains uh, above Talent. That would be near a town near Peacock Wagner Butte. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, here in southern Oregon. Yeah, and they were stuck for three days in the snow, and they finally melted off a little bit, and they were able to drive out. They didn't bring a shovel. They didn't have snow chains. They had a two-wheel drive car. Wow. Wow. And the fact that there's, uh, well, first of all, if they're looking for an endangered tree, they're liable, they're subject to prosecution. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, they shouldn't even, if they thought that tree was endangered, which it isn't, or rare, they can get arrested for cutting down an endangered tree. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And second of all, if they'd have had a Forest Service Christmas tree cutting permit, mm-hmm. the Forest Service would know exactly where they were. Yeah. So yeah. clearly they were out to seal the tree. Okay, now we've had situations. And also, yeah. Pacific Silver Fir doesn't grow in this area anyway. Yeah. It grows further south. Where uh-huh. <laughs> south where it they does didn't grow. do their research very well. Yeah. They just took further off on south, a hike. Further south where it does grow, it's the dominant uh-huh. tree. It's not the least of rare. Uh, well, anyway, I encourage everybody to enjoy the nature and go outdoors and, 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 and really touch the trees. Give them a cut kiss. Uh, oh, smell absolutely. the soil. I, I smell the moss. I always go over and pick up a little moss and smell the moss, and I go to the nearest creek, and oh my gosh, I become hypnotized, but what do you I do, do with what, uh, what is it to people? What do you suggest to people for uh, uh, preparing, no matter what the day will be, preparing for just in case? What do you expect? What do you suggest to them to do if well, they're going to go always... out on a hike or a car trip? Uh, it's going to be just a little quickie, but we often. Uh, what do we do to prepare just in case? On a hike or a car trip? Either one. Either one. It's called just in case I need this or whatever might be unexpected. A car trip, even in summer, you can run into mud. You can get uh, stuck in loose gravel. But the car could break down. The car could break down. Uh, so your cell phone won't work. And the cell phones don't work in some of those beautiful areas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, tire chains will help you get out of mud. Mm-hmm. And it'll help you get up a steeper hill, and a shovel will help you. Uh, I've gotten out of my car and spent 20 minutes uh, repairing the road mm-hmm. before I proceeded ahead in midsummer. Uh, just just throwing boulders and. So you had uh, a shovel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, so but, maybe yeah, just, people should take a shovel just in case their car got into some uh, in a, a, um, a pothole or something that they hadn't planned on or didn't see. Uh, so, so there's certain things like a flashlight, just in case you're stuck and couldn't get away, the car broke down, the cell phone Absolutely. isn't working, water, a but shovel. I, I think food. a shovel is a good one. Yeah, I never travel without food, and that's why I'm so fat. You know. <laughs> I always have food in the car. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of food do you think they should travel with in the car? Oh, something really nutritious with uh, high-energy bars. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just in case. That word, yeah. just in case. And lots of water, of course. Yeah, of course. Of course. People have to realize that when we're made up and, of mostly water, the most important thing of life, existence, and, and crisis is the water first. Yeah, and anywhere, anymore, it doesn't matter where you are, do not drink water in the wild. It's not treated. Yeah, 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 we're learning. Because there's... Well, you know, Art, too, it's, uh, people have forgotten, and, and way back in time, uh, my grandfather had a cabin on the Lower Rogue um, uh, across the river. We took a boat across the river, and he had it up on a creek, and I never, uh, I just never enjoyed anything more in my life. Uh, 
the nature of that, swinging on the grapevines and, and the creek. And we, my brother and I had our little chapel, and we thought nothing of scooping the water out of the creek and, and drinking it, but we weren't thinking that an animal could have died up the creek and left a very serious bacteria in the water. Well, for years, I figured if it came right out of the ground and was fresh, you know, there's probably nothing wrong with it. No, because our forefathers were still alive yeah, somewhere. <laughs> that's how I ended up with an H. pylori infection exactly. that was cancerous and needed to have some Exactly. We, uh, you know, and I look back on it. I've been hiking in mountains when there was just winter creeks, and I would think nothing way back in time. Now I've learned that if an animal had died in that creek or something had gone yeah. wrong in that creek, I could have gotten sick and, and died or had a very serious parasite or a problem in my intestines just because of the water. Yeah, and between Giardia and H. pylori, there's some very nasty little critters that can be living yeah. in the water. Yeah, so take the water with you, listeners. Um, your water that makes sure it's safe. Yeah. Okay, now yeah. when we're traveling up in the mountains and the world well, now... The thing about mountain driving is that... Uh, the paved road is always the shortcut. Mm-hmm. There are no shortcuts on little winding, unmarked dirt roads. And dirt roads. Right. The if reason the paved road, road means like the pa- is paved is because it's the shortcut. Okay. Okay. It goes over the mountain at the lowest spot, and okay. it goes over the mountain in the most direct line. Yeah. So if you're trying to find a shortcut on a unpaved back road, you won't. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happened to that couple that got caught in the snow with the baby, and she hid in the cave, and he hiked 17 miles and mm-hmm. ended up with frostbitten feet, and they oh. made a TV movie out of it. Yeah. That was not, that was not far yeah. from here. That was, no. that was over by Cedarville. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, this is something that everybody has to learn to use some common I love the word common sense lately. Um, be smart. Be, have some common sense. Uh, you know, and what does the word accident mean, Art, in the dictionary? It means uh, unplanned. Something happened unpl- accidentally. Okay, I'm, oh, okay. You're back. I'm here. Okay. So did you lose us for a minute? Uh, yeah. Okay. But anyway, back to, uh, we've only got a couple of moments left here. We've got one minute left yet, I've been told by my uh, <laughs> produ- uh, manager here. Um, what, what would you like to leave with everybody? Um, just be very, don't be afraid to turn back. Okay, okay. If you get up a road and you run into snow and it's more than two or three inches deep, okay. you know, don't be a hero. Be a common sense, use common sense yeah. and save a life, save a life. I can do this, this is no problem, this is easy. Okay. Uh, don't be a hero just to impress yourself or your wife or whoever. You know, okay, or, or your yourself. Was <laughs> yeah. about that male determination, men. Yeah, Well, you have a nice day and have a happy new year, and thank you for joining us today. Great to talk to you. It's nice to talk with you, too. Bye. Bye. Well, as I've said, today we're going to use focusing. We're going to think about our attitude and our outlook on life around the world. We know that there's uh, things to think about that uh, 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 affect everyone. And we know, and I say this in every show, Earth has a secret. Embrace your life every special, precious moment you live. It's your life. Earth whispers, though. Earth is whispering to you. Embrace every moment of the day. Learn that there's something that you need to leave behind. Your footprint. 
So don't say goodbye. Don't ever say goodbye. You'll leave something special behind. Earth is special. I want to thank you for listening, and be well. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.